I mean, if I'm not on the list now, then I'm never going to fucking be on the list. But what when he said that the president should drown and come, and then I said the president should drown and come. The ex-president should drown and come. And that the that. current president should merely fear us. Fear us. Merely fear the cum. And give me $2,000. <laughs> oh, man. How about that accidental dry run of UBI, huh? I guess we'll see how that trick goes. They're making noises that I like, but so far they're just noises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people make noises you like at a nightclub to convince you that they're not fucking serial killers. I'm not about to celebrate so hard that I become a fucking lib. <laughs> That'd be a mistake. That'd be not learning our lesson. I am fascinated by modern political terminology in that the insult lib is used by people that are liberals in the, like, John Stuart Mill sense. <laughs> In the New Deal sense. In the New Deal sense. To describe a milk toast equivocator. <laughs> and it's only going to get more confusing as time goes on. Oh, God. I Yeah, sometimes... Every time I engage with the discourse, I am reminded of how complicated and exhausting the discourse is to be a part of. Which is why I disengage with the discourse for such long periods of time. This is actually the longest extended period of time I've been engaged with it in years. Well, I guess uh, welcome back to the trenches and goodbye trenches as I feel the stand of rage hovering over your shoulder just decay into a comfortable wisp. Well, no, we've just got, we've just got new targets now. McConnell is no longer a convenient ally. Now I want him to die again. Ah, uh, Mitch. What can I say about Mitch that the FBI didn't say about the Zodiac Killer? I want him brought to me, dead or alive, <laughs> by whatever means you find necessary. All so right. to speak. So we're talking about politics, right? Mm -hmm. Today we're going to talk about a very political, a very political anime about politics. Oh, it has it some smart things to say. <laughs> very intelligent things. Very yeah. prescient commentary. I really appreciate how this program oversaw or foresaw the political instability that eye-based magic powers would bring into our system. <laughs> Alright, so. Sometime. Circa 2004. Guro Magical. Taniguchi and Ichiro Okuchi stayed out at an izakaya place too late and started daring one another to do dumb shit. Uh, this didn't actually happen, I'm making it up, but yeah, it did happen. Uh, this is what we call weeaboo hell canon. It's a number of things that we assume are true it had to happen like one piece ends with a treasure chest that leads to more islands this is in that canon it's it's it's, it's, it's something that it had to have happened I, there's <laughs> nothing saying that it did happen but it had to have happened your first first okuchi dared Tanaguchi to get the hostess's number <laughs> then goro dared ichiro to shit in a urinal and blame it on one of the other patrons i assume these were the uh, lightest dares of the evening finally 
Ichiro dared Goro to come up with the dumbest fucking idea for an anime <laughs> he could possibly fathom. One that was somehow every genre at once and turn it into a decade-defining classic. Goro Taniguchi was in no mood to be called a pussy that night. So that's exactly what he fucking did, and the result was Kojias. It is magical. They took what would have been a coked-out mech show, what would have been a coked-out Keikaku show, and what would have been an extremely annoying high school show, and they held a gun and said, you're all three of you are getting into the fusion machine, and you are forming the chimera. It is one of the dumbest things I have ever watched in 28 years on this earth, and I am not having children because I know I'd never love them as much as I love Lelouch Lamperouge and his stupid fucking gesticulations. Our appreciation of this show, children are a very apt metaphor. Because if you've ever seen the love in a parent's eyes as their stupid, stupid child falls off a jungle gym. (laughs) Not like doing a stunt on the jungle gym or particularly difficult exertion on the jungle gym. Just trying to move from bar one to bar two. (laughs) But somehow. And that is the warm glow I feel watching Code Geass. Somehow it does though. Almost effortlessly. Code was so fucking artfully dumb. Uh, in such a way that I use it as a measuring stick uh, for other dumb shows like Kill a Kill, Prison School, and Domestic Girlfriend. Ironically, it taught me to engage with a property in a completely different medium, in a completely different genre. Uh-huh. Because the first time I saw Commando, I was in middle school, I just thought, this is dumb. <sighs> then I saw Code Geass, and I understood what artful stupidity could mean and how I could engage with it. It is... This kind of genre that does not have an official name, but you always know it when you see it. Yes. Yes, it's very much like pornography. Artful stupidity is like pornography. Weeaboo Hulk Cannon stamp it. And after seeing Code Geass and just smiling my way through that mother, I came back to the Arnold Schwarzenegger film Commando. <laughs> different brand of values, artistry, entirely different definition of masculinity, but I finally understood Commando. <laughs> So thank you, Code Geass, for widening my media vocabulary. <laughs> you know what I love is that it's a show of the kind of um, limited keikaku genre. Mm-hmm. But there's not. It, it was very popular for how few um, entries there were. But even given the genre, right? There's legit not one bit of subtlety present in this show. Everything about it is as loud and theatrical as its protagonist. It doesn't have complex themes like, oh, what can change the nature of a man? Or tragedy breeds hatred, breeds nationalism, breeds tragedy. Its main theme... Mind you, all of these are lines of dialogue in it, but they are not themes. (laughs) (laughs) Its main theme is best described as, what are you prepared to give? (laughs) What a... I really do feel that the dramatic essence of a PS2 era cutscene sort of crossbred with the potato chip scene from Death Note. There's there's a whole lot of Metal Gear Solid in there too. Yeah. Uh, so I guess yeah, PS2 era cuts. I mean, was was Sons of Liberty PS1 or two? Mm. I think it was PS1. I feel like that was '97. I think I think you've got the right of it. Okay. Man, I still need to finish Snake Eater. That's what I'm going to do before this fucking virus ends. It's, well, uh, easily, because i got quite a, quite a bit of time. Mm. What it does have 
Besides complicated themes, it doesn't have complicated themes. <laughs> there is just a lot of chaff. It's like Navy chaff. It's like just a mass fired in the air to destroy airplanes. What it does have is a beating heart, somehow. One that beats so loud and so strong that somehow, against all odds, all of the wildly disparate elements present in Code Geass, they managed to work. It taught me that I value, like, effort and energy. Because this is, like, if you got a bunch of well-funded, plenty-of-time, driven morons together. To this day, I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they made it work. It is a goddamn mess. Or it should be. Like, they will have dumb high school shit in one scene and then kill a main character. Uh, Colin will put on a fucking jiggle show and then they'll start going on about a drug that makes you relive happier times that the Japanese are all addicted to. In terms of interest curve, basically every episode ends on a cliffhanger or has a massive plot twist. I cannot overstate how much this should not fucking work the show is like a lesson that just tells you to be brave (laughs) if you are brave maybe it will just come out better as the fucking ball of itself or in aggregate or this is a show that's never going to happen again this is like fucking 2019 cats it's it is singular wait 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 because of the tone of our engagement cats might be misleading (laughs) Because it is a good program to watch. Sure, but like I don't know of, I don't know of a better comparison of just a thing that happened once, and then that's it. We're never gonna get anything like this ever again. Because twenty nineteen cats was definitely like that. Oh man, I would say Planet Terror if Machete Kills didn't exist. That's the thing. Robert Rodriguez is a man with a career. What an angel. Hmm. Love oh, it. we forgot to do Alita last year. I knew I fucked something up. We'll, we'll, we'll fix that. We'll do it. Yeah, I, I guess as a specific type of miracle, if Cats is the Yang, Kojias is the Ying. Is the Ying. And I enjoyed Cats just as much as this. Well, that's because of the magic of drugs. If not, it is, in fact, because of the magic of drugs, yes. Oh, um, we endorse drugs on Weeabuhel. That's our official platform. Yeah, 420 friendly. I mean, I, I don't usually do it, but I made an exception that night. Mm-hmm. We, uh... Kids, you should watch Cats on Edibles. It will change your life. I'm oh, sorry, um, children, you should watch Cats on Normal Brownies. Normal Brownies obtained from your older brother who was giggling for some reason. You know what fucking gets me about Koji S? Is I that... Don't... Is how fucking popular it was. Something like this, right? The fact that it worked was one thing. The fact that it was, as I said before, a decade-defining classic. That's why I say that nothing like this will ever happen again. It is a really interesting blend of things that were sort of tired and true or out-and-out cliches at the time. Like you had all the high school interactions and things that's that were never very, going away. That's yeah, never that's going never, away. Yeah, but like, there's specific timber of like high school drama was sort of a stock. Okay. At that point, you, you you know what I mean. And there are things that are surprisingly inventive. Like there's the whole fun, stupid eye-based power system. More importantly, well, more importantly to me because I'm a fucking nerd and need help. Mm-hmm. Their whole mech design, 
aesthetic was interesting. There's just a whole roller, roller skates. skates. Roller skates in the fucking... Uh, the, the, I, I have to wonder if Isayama was looking at the fucking grappling hook thing that the uh, that all the mechs do in this show and was thinking to himself, huh. Not impossible. That guy seems to be cocainely well-read, especially in his fucking meme death, but... If you look for it, if you look for it, I'm not going to tell you where to find it, but if you look for it, the I fucking love coloring kid is in Attack on Titan. And it's great. It has a color palette that can fucking rival Eureka 7 without becoming it, which is a good time. I don't know if I can adequately stress how fucking ginormous Kojias was in its time, which is, like, one of the things about it that just fucking gets me. Like, the 2000s began with Fooly Cooly and ended with the death of Lelouch Lamperouge. And yeah, there was about a year or so that happened between then and 2010, but nothing that year besides maybe Kaon even approached the ubiquity of Kojias. And I loved it just all to pieces. In terms of the footprint it left on our humble community our our community of equals i would compare it to the pop culture cinematic footprint that hunger games just left for two years where it just had the country in a fucking headlock yes it is just staring at every teenager saying you love arrow girl and they repeated we love Love arrow Arrow girl Girl. i and then the creator wasn't a turf so they get to outlive (laughs) (laughs) she made no attempt to um to be a celebrity either i uh, i um, admire that about um, Mrs. Collins. That is nice. Like, get the bag, reach get, the people, get out, <laughs> retire. It's great. Um, if Gurren Lagan was the show that got me really watching anime, like I'd mostly just been into whenever it was on Toonami or Adult Swim up to then. Uh, mm-hmm. Code Geass was, I would argue, the show that turned me into a fucking weep. And I cannot imagine that I'm alone in that. Ah, okay. So this is your first. Uh... This is your first anime partner that really listened to your feelings. Your feelings about wanting more mechs. <laughs> I think this was the first time... Maybe. Gurren Lagat might have been the first time. I... You ever get end-of-series depression? I ever get that? Yeah, yeah. I've been, if I've been reading a long runner, the, I sort of feel... Maybe not full-on depressed like a lot of people get, but I sort, I sort of feel that, well, what am I doing with human existence now? I got that real bad with Code Geass. Oh man, that fueled those flame wars. Like, I got that real bad. I got that so bad with Code Geass that I did a fucking little victory dance when they announced uh, the movie that we viewed this week that this is technically about. Uh, Code Geass, Lelouch of the Resurrection, and the reason for yeah. my happy dance is right there in the fucking title. This is nominally I... in the outline diagram I'm looking at on a piece of paper that is made of lies every week. A review of the Code Geass film, but this might be a serious celebration, which is fair because the movie is kind of a serious celebration. I'll call it a reunion tour. Oh, no, it's uh, the thing feels like the Beatles went on a reunion tour in 1982 and somehow they got John Lennon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite literally, almost. Which is to say, spoiler train. If you insisted that Lelouch was dead, I don't know. It's it's called Lelouch of the Resurrection. This is not my fault if this was a spoiler. I don't know what it's like to go through life calling yourself a reader material. Before we dive all the way into this, Mm -hmm. in terms of the Conda Post series oppression, I did get it once as a wee youth. Mm -hmm. I was just a child, and I finished like. 
Star Wars and the X-Files with my sister in one week. And I'm glaring at her like she's fucking Dracula. And I scream, you promised me immortality! <laughs> you promised me immortality! And here I am with a thirst for blood. <laughs> and now I must walk down these nerdy trails. Specifically being a weeb, it might actually just be that fucking Shonen Jump subscription as he just kept on coming back with another wrapped up parcel of drugs a week. Saying, hey, we got the good stuff. This movie is very much a reunion tour. It's not a new album. Uh, The plot plays out like an arc of the show, more or less, and uh, with pretty much the exact same tone and feel to it, plus some nostalgic... Down to the beats. Yeah, exactly, down to the beats, plus some nostalgic, oh, golly, do you remember when thrown in there? Like, everything's there. Lelouch does dramatic plans and then freaks the fuck out when those plans don't work. Oh, man, I missed his fucking flavor breakdown. I love how he has zero fucking chill. It's so great. Uh, I think it might actually be one of the balancing elements that saves the show because when you go for a fucking prescient genius it is way too easy to pump the gas way too hard and start rolling your eyes and I think the one thing that saves the show for that is that halfway through every one of his plans something would go wrong probably something that naturally should go wrong on an operation on this scale and, and he, he has a fucking panic attack <laughs> he just every single time Lelouch spends half his time posing and the other half crying and peeing <laughs> Lelouch does dramatic plans and then has a fucking panic attack, you know, about three quarters of the way through the movie. Uh, Suzaku spins and broods. Uh, Colin zips up her top and they overanimate her brief struggle getting the zipper past her chest. And Sisu, uh, she gets shot a bunch. My favorite character, Lloyd, uh, features quite heavily as well, and I thank Taniguchi for that. It's, it's, it's nice. It's a nice touch. But man, does Sisu get shot a fuck ton? <laughs> I think there are tiny magnets on her person designed to attract bullet-shaped objects. I gotta watch Code Geass again. It has been a decade. Code Geass had, or I should say has, because this movie features it too, mm-hmm. a certain brand of... I don't know if there's a word. There must be, given the breadth of human history and linguistics and the breadth of nerd culture. But the fusion between theatrics and edge visual k visual k maybe <laughs> but it, it's like if visual k were an a were an anime because i'm pretty sure that let's just for my purpose i'm just gonna call it shakespearean edge shakespearean edge there's a new manifestation in this movie which is a woman with prescient powers only because she has followed to the darkness she doesn't just look ahead to go back of the information she has to shoot herself. Well, technically, she just has to die. It's just the most expedient way to die is to shoot herself. <laughs> this Semiotics are lot. real. If I only see her get shot or shoot herself, I will just freeze as her having to shoot herself. <laughs> she gotta be shot. Someone's gotta shoot her. I don't know. I think Tropic Thunder lied to us because I let this show do so many things and it commits fully to them. And when she just takes a gun and just goes, (laughs) pretty good kid, (laughs) and goes back and gives him a fucking counterplotting panic attack. I fucking love it. I don't know. I mean, I'd been enjoying it, of course, up to then, but that right there was just such the spirit 
captured so perfectly in like this little crystal box right in front of me. The spirit of Gojias was her shooting herself through the goddamn head, like through her chin to go back in time and give Lelouch a panic attack. And I'm like, oh my God, it's just Kojias. It's Kojias. It's not the memory of Kojias. It's not a movie about Kojias. No, it's Kojias. This is this is the thing. This is the thing that I watched more than 10 years ago now. It's going on 15 years old. This is the thing I watched almost 15 years ago. Again, just more of it. Exactly as I remember it being. Oh, interesting note to anyone going into this movie just straight from the anime, not having done any of the... They made a bunch of movies of Code Geass. No, no, fuck that. Fuck, don't even fucking mention that. He's alive. Oh, I think I might be forgetting which element you're talking about. Well, this is technically part of the movie continuity, which was slightly different than the show continuity, but no, no, no. Fuck that entirely. Lelouch's alive in the show continuity. Yeah. This is part of the show continuity. The, the one reason I bring it up is that there's a difference in the movies that threw me off for a second. I actually just looked up on fucking Wikipedia mid-film. Okay, yeah, so... In these movies, yeah, Shirley does not bite it. But here's the fucking thing. They mention it, like, once twice or so in in the uh in the movie such that you could just ignore any mentions of it and it wouldn't change anything so you could like i do fit this into the continuity of the shows and not the slightly alternate continuity of the movies yeah this movie kind of throws its hands up on any on the shirley platform and say hey look at Callan and c2 boy there's some uh, dramatic tension there huh (laughs) the fucking the fucking zipper scene. <laughs> I remember. I, I'm pretty sure that was the funniest moment of the movie to me. I was very amused. <laughs> I just felt the past coming back to me. That stupid ass zipper is like in the first episode of season five of Samurai Jack when he just does a vertical slice through with someone for the first time exactly yeah ah oh, the boy is back it's, it's here again this is what i love this is what i did love this is what i still love today and i had forgotten i'd grown older since this is normally a review show i should say what i guess was the main downside of the film for me which is just that i think it just has a, a slow first 15 yes yeah it's just it's just true yeah yeah, yeah. it takes time for you to there's a war nation in this, which I accepted more quickly than I would have just because I played Metal Gear Rising. <laughs> or watched Gundam Double Low. There was a war nation in that, too. Again, this is just four or five episodes of a mecha show from 2007. Yes, it came out in 2019. No, it's it's from 2007. <laughs> Man, there is a real kind of fourth world thing to anime where they just... Ken arriving to a location to say, this is the location of X, the city of Oboes. Everything positive and negative about the Oboe as a concept. Let us reflect on the Oboes. Only it is often things like war or slavery or what have you. And Honestly, because I come from Bijingo land, I've kind of always appreciated the blunt force of the whole mecha genres, please stop attitude towards <laughs> modern military conflicts. <laughs> Or the real robot genre. Real robot, yeah. Uh, One can say that it is often graceless, to which I might say, stop doing it. Stop doing these things, then. (laughs) 
Tell you what, we'll stop falling off the subtlety tree when you stop carpet bombing. <laughs> At least that's my my inter my internal feeling there. No, I uh, I I'm not. I, I definitely do not disagree. Um, <laughs> I don't know. If any such commentary on Kojias's part is intentional at all. Because, again, this show does not have deep themes about anything. And neither does the movie that I can tell. I would not say it has an overriding theme of the suffering of war. What happens is every four episodes... It looks down like, oh man, this kind of sucks, doesn't it? Uh, and then there's oh, another... Oh, that's kind of fucked up! <laughs> And then it goes back to zippers and roller skates. <laughs> um, to those for whom it may be relevant, uh, the Knight of Orange is in fact in this. He's film. fucking in it. He's in it. He he yells really loud too. He could be in more of it, but I will accept what I got out of it. I think if I have, I don't like to criticize a movie for what it doesn't do, but I do wish. There, there was more fucking Jeremiah Gottwald. I do love to see him in things. It would be nice. It would be nice. Uh, all right. If I were to go all the way down to like maybe, I don't know, number six in terms of movie problems, that it's not so much a problem for me because I kind of get it. Once again, mm -hmm. you are on the tour of the album. There is not really a capital N new idea in this movie's <laughs> fucking head. No, no, no. There doesn't need to be a new idea. This is not a grand finale for anything. It's just, hey, here it, here's more. I would say that this is Code Geass in the very same way that the first movie remaking Code Geass is just Code Geass, Code, if that th makes sense. This is Code Geass in such a way that... um. Once I finish dinner, I will sometimes go back for seconds. <laughs> and it's still it's still great. It's just, it's seconds. It's my second plate of it. That is exactly fucking right. Like, sometimes I'll make this really good stew. You know the stew. It's mm -hmm. the beef and Guinness stew. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That, that, and that's I will not be satisfied with just one bowl of this stew. The gods have demands for us in the stew. And that is that is what this that is what this show is, and I think stew is a good term because stew is not particularly complicated. Neither is this, <laughs> and yet it is. It's often needlessly convoluted, in a way that should make it worse, but doesn't. I don't get it. This show is a fucking enigma. I understand. I understand. It's it's the bullfighter. If you flinch at the stupid task you have chosen for yourself. You will fail. You will die. But if you commit to it, you can have an army of confused people cheering for you in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Code Geass. So now, something that tries to tap into the essence of a property. Mm -hmm. A property we very much enjoy. Mm -hmm. But does not deliver results on the same level. Mm -hmm. Comrade. Is the second movie. That's right, everyone. We went to the movies today because theaters are going to be a fucking memory for a while. Maybe permanently. Outside of those sort of artsy ones. Like the IFC. Yeah, like the IFC. Maybe some of the glorified restaurants will limp along. All those guys. Yeah, I see the Alamo being fine. Eventually. Here's hoping, here's hoping. Either way, 
we watched the second My Hero Academia, uh, Boku no Hero Academia, if you had trouble dating in high school, and movie and uh, uh, Heroes Rising. Heroes Rising. And, you know, I look at that subtitle, and I just feel a real lack of content there. I mean, two heroes is also... There, I think I don't think that's giving you much more, but it was a way better movie than this one. Two heroes at least implies, I don't know, there's going to be some kind of parallelism. There's, which, there's not going to be just one hero. Not going to be one hero. There's going to the be hero. a second one. One could say that two heroes is the too fast, too furious of anime films. <laughs> Uh, Heroes Rising. <sighs> W.C. Fields. <laughs> and you know, you already know, W.C. Fields once said, never work in show business, never work with animals or children. Yep. And. Oh, man. From the fucking get-go, uh, Heroes Rising makes the mistake of trying to get us to care about Two children, mm -hmm. specifically one child, one child in particular, who has a quirk that heals people or something like that. Yeah. Um, but this is this is a character who I know is only here for this movie. None of this is canon. Not only is this character only here from this movie, this character is functionally and practically identical to a character who I already was not into from the comics that existed before this fucking movie came out, namely, fucking Aerie. I think this and movie came out around the time that the anime was... Timeline-wise, you might be in a weird place, but, like, I think your point stands. And they said, hey, what if it was Aerie, but with a worse character design, because he didn't have a dumb horn or anything. A fun little horn, and not as good a villain. Not as good a villain, and came staple gunned to this sister who is in the movie for what I can only describe as reasons. reasons. Um, and against a villain who, and we went into this a couple episodes ago. Oh boy. Is the shonen villain archetype that I, or just the shonen character archetype that refuses to fucking die, which is nonchalant combat guy. Oh my god. It is incredible that you can just mechanically extract the stakes from a sequence as efficiently as this archetype does. And he keeps coming back. You know what kind of character never fucking once showed up on Code Geass? <laughs> because everyone was very loud and had no chill. Everyone had no chill. This was the most important fight everyone had had in their fucking lives. <laughs> I swear to God, if, if fucking Lelouch had not gotten stabbed through the fucking chest, he would have had a heart attack at age 25. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. I think that that wound may have let out some essential pressure around his aorta. <laughs> Lord in, yeah, in, turn of, um, in terms of two heroes, uh, we're going to go into the hard spoiler zone here because it's a... Not two heroes. Heroes oh, sorry, rising. rising. Heroes rising. Heroes rising. My bad, children. Yeah, Heart's Poison for Heroes Rising. So the main villain, if you read the manga like I do, because you're reviewing all of Shonen Jump in one podcast episode for some insane cocaine-driven reason. It was a good episode. Oh, thank you very much. They had a issue of the um, manga that was a preview of this villain, and Horikoshi is a 
great writer and artist because there was a hundred percent more personality behind this guy in this sort of throw-off comic about his origin oh absolutely yeah then we got through the entire run of heroes rising for, for a few reasons. First off, it just focuses on his more interesting power. Mm-hmm. Second off, it's not a deep personality, but it, it is the two there. traits of I am suffering a bunch. Boy, I sure wish this wasn't happening, which I don't know. That's an entire outline of cause and effect. I mean, Roy Batty. They, yeah. they made a fantastic villain out of Boy, I'm suffering a bunch. I wish this wasn't happening. Yeah, and this guy sort of walks into this movie as basically all for one without the charm and with hair. And his character design is, it's deceptive. It's like, what if a Metal Gear Solid villain was completely uninteresting? <laughs> because That's a fun way believe what you will, have whatever opinions you want to have about Metal Gear Solid. You cannot call it uninteresting. He feels like a villain that would be monologuing about something. And yet he barely fucking says a goddamn word in this. There's just fucking nothing to him. His character design is not enough. He looks so much like All For One and has All For One. I don't know if they want to just imagine that it's them fighting All For One early because All For One has a fucking personality and talks all the fucking time. Yeah, he, uh, he won't fucking shut up. Um... There is this interesting thing in this movie, kind of interesting thing. That like is they did it in the last movie too. Uh, you did not see the last movie, um, just for the benefit of the listener, that um, mm-hmm. they should know that. Where they go ahead and imply, oh man, this was all put into motion by All for One, uh, and uh, they did that in the last movie too. The villain yeah. of the last movie too was I. I don't think it was the same exact situation, but. And I cannot remember the specifics, but All for One was behind that one, too. That's just a recurring thing that they've been doing in these movies. It is justified by the main plot, which is not something that many of its shonen, like, top marketing tier fucking predecessors bother to do in their films. Like, Mm -hmm. to my general understanding in Naruto, One Piece, Dragon Ball films, the presence of the villains was in the because genre. Mm-hmm. But while it is justified by the main plot, it is not informed by it in a characterizing way, which is or the fucking problem. Or part of it. I or mean, part of it, yeah. That, that's the thing. They do a thing with this. You will find uh, in a lot of anime movies that are, you know, from one particular long-running series, right? I'm thinking of, like, the Pokemon movies, uh, the Yugo movies, yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, probably the Naruto. I'm, I'm pretty sure the Naruto movies, too, that sort of thing. Um they actively kind of contradict the canon where you cannot actually find a place where any of this would actually happen or something that happens in the show itself directly fucking contradicts everything that happened in the movie or vice versa. Fucking great. They do some amount of work to make this fit within the Hiroaka canon. I think in the, um, in the show, right in the show, it's, um, they actually, um, plant the first movie i don't know about the um about this one but i know they actually plant the first movie in an episode of um of the show oh, that's a nice in thing. such a way that it makes it so yeah nothing that happens during the first movie is ultimately going to matter to anything that happens in the show but you can pretend that you know it happened <laughs> <laughs> well we'll give this movie is that for 
92% of the content in terms of fitting in. It would fit in as a what if Hiroaka got kind of sucky for a walk? <laughs> oh, we should probably be talking. Like if we just had a door cage. We should probably be talking a little bit more about why. Um, okay, the okay, the why is in house because sure. because we sort of you know have vaguely alluded to an annoying kid and kind of a boring villain. There's also some booking issues in this one. When we talk about the quality of the original characters, by the way, I guess I should say a principal flaw of this film is a lack of points of intense interest yeah so i think when you discuss this film you ought to be just drawn to those two points because they are the new things that are present and i guess would in theory draw you into the process and you know horikoshi bothered to do a design for this guy and come up with the whole um he is storm who then got all for one basically yes. near as i can tell yeah and his name is nine it's this movie shouldn't be about him you know who this movie should be about there there's truth to this <laughs> we'll get to that so the, the premise of this movie if i'll just go by the by way of a quick summary here yeah it, it's helpful. not gonna take you very long they go to a minor outlying island where everything is hunky-dory to do what amounts to a superhero summer internship yeah and while nothing is happening, of course, something happens because, I don't know, otherwise you either need to make this a fucking rom-com or do someone's fucking trauma therapy on this island. You gotta, mm-hmm. you need to make a movie. <laughs> and the hook of it ends up being that uh, All For One Light or Nine or... I kept calling him mostly for me while we were watching this... <laughs> I want quite a bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly for me, needs this one kid's cells to have his body stop shitting the bed as he when he eats people. Mm-hmm. Which, I stand by my theory that Cinema Sins is just a product of lack of points of interest. Like this, what I'm about to say doesn't super matter, actually. But there is probably a 10-minute version of this film where he shows something resembling discretion in terms of going for this kid. <laughs> Instead of arriving at the port shouting, who's the realest nigga on this <laughs> And, oh, uh, this is a podcast. I'm just going to just delineate I am black. We are not going for the edge here. But, <laughs> but who is the realest nigga on this island? <laughs> and just start blowing shit up. And then the whole fucking class 1A, everyone fucking raises their hand. And there's quite a few action set pieces, some better than others. You might notice that I haven't really done a lot of sort of character-driven stuff in this plot summary, and that would be problem B with this movie, which is... Well, perhaps not getting the traits of characters incorrect. It does not do a great deal with who they are or why they... No, not particularly. ...are about. If there's one thing that I kind of enjoy... um. It does remind me every now and again of why I came around on Bakugo so hard as a character who, you know, I when I was introduced to the guy, loathsome fuck. <laughs> Absolutely the fucking scum of the earth. And now, you know, years later, like, number of years later, really, I think first season aired in 2016. God, it's been a journey. Uh, quite a bit of time later. I think he might be my favorite character. He's really great. No. 
No, Bird Boy is my favorite character. I found Agretzico to be a educational show to watch for, okay, only six episodes, whatever. An educational show to watch, though, because it gave me a trick an amnesiac could replicate. Which is, you can take any shitty archetype, play them that way for two episodes, then actually sit down and think about, okay, add a layer. <laughs> Go to your next episode. Okay, why? Next episode. you ha- And then suddenly you have just a character. You have something character. there, yeah. And Horcrux is a little smarter than that, so it's more of a hat trick than that literal process, but he basically made Bach go an evolution of a sort of tired archetype. Well, I like that most of 1A just steers the fuck clear of him. So it's like, okay, all right, asshole alert. It's like, oh, who's shit in your chariot? <laughs> uh, you've got, you've got um, Karishima, right, who is just boundlessly patient with him for whatever <laughs> goddamn reason. Endurance is his character trait, you see. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, yeah. He's Bakugo's ideal friend. <laughs> but besides that, everyone kind of treats him the way that people, you know, functional adults who are mature treat assholes, which is to say they tend to ignore him. It's a real thing, and it really plays out. Shoto, mm-hmm. Todoroki is not super much in this film. Oh, he did not... He which did, has an accidental impact on things. He did not... He didn't drink his Todoroki <laughs> juice today. <laughs> because this would have been over quite a bit faster if he had drank in his Shoto juice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is, uh... He is paired off with a guy who, as gar as he is in many ways, the guy's it's probably the best villain in the movie. <laughs> But it is a fight that Todoroki being Todoroki, he should have waxed him like a bodybuilder stomping his way through a preschool. <laughs> like, this guy comes out like, I'm tough and I've got a wolf's head. And he should have been flash frozen. Just like that. Like, wow, that was interesting. So what do you guys want to do now? Eh? Sandcastles? Sandcastles? What a fun character design that guy had. <laughs> He had dreadlocks and a cigar, and now he's sort of a popsicle over there. <laughs> and it, the fight, the extended thing throughout the movie, ends with him just freezing the guy. <laughs> As it's, a, if, it's a cool fight otherwise. But it just feels like he's watching his friends get the shit kicked out of them at this party. But he's chatting up this person who's sort of his type. <laughs> and he's not re- ready to just sort of enter the fray and embarrass himself yet. <laughs> so he is just watching, like, Kirishima get kicked in the kidneys over and over he again. He didn't get a fucking fool made of himself. It's amusing. It's very amusing. I feel like Ida should get stronger booking, given that super speed is objectively the best superpower. Super speed is as good as life gets before you get into the fucking reality warping telepathy tier of nonsense. I think Green Lantern rings are also a thing that I I would love to have one of those. Yeah, those are pretty life-changing. I think, I... I think that's the other thing that I like. If I had if I had to narrow it down to two power sets, the Flash and Green Lantern. In terms of original powers, i.e. things I have just seen in Hiroaka that didn't come from anything else, mm-hmm. the best power in this fucking continuity it's is... Yamamo. The best power if you are leaving waxing people on the table. 
overhauls thing is so fucking good. That's like you could basically deconstruct whatever, right? Yeah. The way I would put it is uh, Yao Yorozu and Ida have the best powers for the life I live and would continue to live in their universe. Yeah, I don't have any desire to fucking wax people. I just want to, you know, think of it. Think about it. Her power, it's been described. This is canonical. Mm-hmm. Burns fat. I could just pull infinite junk food out of myself. <laughs> and there's fucking no net loss. Nary a fast to be seen. It's a good time. And unfortunately, if you had Overhaul's power, you'd probably just stare at your hands for a while and go... I mean, I guess I'd start killing dictators now. I don't I mean, know. I guess I could... Oh, man, I'm gonna have to fucking... Oh, it's gonna be a whole this is, thing. This is what Spider-Man was talking about this. I just wanna fucking... <laughs> I just wanna, I just wanna go to restaurants again. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, she had a bit of a moment in the comic recently. You should, uh, catch up when you Yeah, I gotta fucking time. catch up on that. I, I just don't read that much manga anymore. I mostly just watch anime. It is hard to read in the fucking chasm of civilization. Oh, fucking tell me about it. Like, at least fucking watching nonsense, I can multitask or jaw with you or just stare at the screen of numbness. It has, however, redoubled my manga and comic book consumption because I find, I guess I find that stuff to just easy for me to sink myself into and just roll with for the current for a while. Sure, yeah. I um, the thing is that the bulk of my free time is in the morning, and I have a very specific routine in the morning that does not really involve reading anything. Ah, God. Every Jamaican I know likes to spew the expression, Blessed are the flexible, for they shall bend, but they shall not break. And I look around the sort of general uh, Jamaican diaspora, I say, I don't know, I see a lot of breaking going on here. <laughs> but maybe that's being mean. Back to the movie. Yeah. Not I don't care about this movie. kid. It's impossible to care about the kid. I fucking hate the kid. He is grating. He's, 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 there's nothing interesting about the child. I'm a block of Parmesan Reggiano and someone's making fucking Oglio and I'm going to get grated. <laughs> you really went for it with that one. I really did. I really did. <laughs> I appreciate you, like, where you are coming to where I am with that one. Right. I. All of this movie's pathos depends on the idea that I give a shit about this child. Oh, the way that a shot will linger on this child with the tears of aspiring heroism in his eyes. and Because I, I know, I know conspiracy. that this is a non-canon movie, right? Or mostly non-canon movie. If not non-canon, the non-consequential movie. Nothing is going to happen to Bakugo. Nothing is going to happen to Midoriya. I know I'm kind of meeting the movie not where it is. I'm kind of, it's kind of in bad faith what I'm doing right now. I do understand that it's still very fucking difficult to imagine stakes insofar as the characters from the main show. I have a private conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Because I know there are people like me when it comes to the airy thing. What if this child was a psyop to make me like airy? <laughs> 
I know it's not true. In the Was same way, sort of like the fucking fucking George W. Bush banners that said "Miss Me Yet," right? Pretty much in that genre. And yeah, it's unfortunate. I would call Nine a waste of a character design, but it's one for all with a face and hair, so I'm not even sure it is. He looks. I don't know. He he just looks like a like a Metal Gear Solid villain, and also one for all. I I don't. I don't know. It's not. I guess I remember what he looks like, so they probably succeeded in so far as that. It was still wasn't great. I liked those. He was uh, still fucking nonchalant combat guy. I like those blue dragons he can make pop out of his back. He was winning a lot with them, and he, then he stopped using them, and that seemed to be really be where things went downhill for him. I actually life. did not like the blue dragons. There was something. It was the it was the wrong kind of edgy for me. Well, everyone, we have a split ticket. Sam does not like the blue dragons. I mean, I liked the whole, well, I'll just put up a force field thing even less. It didn't make him seem like he was formidable. It just made him seem like he had a broken fucking power set. I would call it, rather than plot armor, like a plot bracer that he would hold up and say, Oh, oh, oh that would be unfortunate. I had to think of a way around that, huh? Oh, plot court order. Plot court order. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But a judge granted, not him. I want to talk about his minions. They're way more interesting than he was. There was a woman with Medusa's powers, basically. More or less. And honestly, it's fun to animate. Oh, Medusa from, like, Inhumans Medusa. Not the, uh, not, not the Gorgon from Greek mythology Medusa, if anyone was, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, just to be specific, yeah, yeah, Inhumans Medusa. With the hair. With the hair, which is... It was cool. It's a good kind of non-real silly looking, if that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. It's that high adventure thing. So there was her. There was this guy who was dressed like a ninja and priming you for an entire approach to violence. And then he just starts summoning minions and just spamming the fuck out of them. And there's something internally... He's dead now. He's totally Bakugo dead. Bakugo killed him. We never. I don't think we ever see... The you movie know. lies to you. The movie lies to you and tells you that Bakugo put his fucking explosion hand point blank to this guy's face. Like, they do the thing where they show, you know, his sort of outline in the explosion and then the outline fades away and that's sort of semiotics for he, he got burned to fucking death until he died. He is- but I think they... I don't remember if they later said that he was alive but if they did say that then they're fucking liars yeah uh that's a bakugo entering the uh, red hood or jason todd territory and then there is already there he was born there (laughs) you have to do the thing too it's like graduation he was interning before and then he got fucking i don't even remember his name his name doesn't matter. What matters is that he came here to fight. Oh, I looked it up. It's it's not really mentioned in the film. Or if it is, I missed it. His name is Chimera. His name is Chimera, and... No, it's Wolfoid. It is Wolfoid. <laughs> he is from the Song of the Sorcerer. And this is a joke that... I, I suppose you need to have been reading Penny Arcade in 2007 to get this one. The essence of the joke is get off my lawn. No, no. The essence of the joke is a... This is actually a really elaborate one. Mm-hmm. They are actually making fun of Tim Buckley. 
by way of a Brandon Sanderson parody, because in this continuity, Tycho's a fantasy writer. <laughs> oh, okay, I kind of get it. And he and Tim, oh, life, it, it, life gets elaborate sometimes. It's it's sometimes <laughs> I didn't always understand Penny Arcade. The point is, it's a, it's an over the top fantasy parody, and there are werewolves <laughs> called Wolfoids, and Chimera is a Wolfoid. His powers are smoking and beating children, and he's all out of fucking cigars. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The, the moment where he was officially endeared to me was not the first three children that he battered, though he had a chance during that. But when an, a fourth child was close to defeating him, and he just launched fire out his mouth. He just started breathing fucking fire. <laughs> Apropos of goddamn nothing. And he went in with confidence. And let me tell you something. There is a difference between confidence and nonchalance. There is a difference between, heh, <laughs> whatever, and... Bring it on! I'm gonna fucking kill you! <laughs> and boy, he entered this conflict with these children of confidence. And Shoto still should have ended this fight in about 4.5 seconds. So much fucking seconds. faster than he did. Sometimes my plot recollection is spotty, so tell me. Mm-hmm. At any point did these children bully Shoto? Because he is watching this Wolfoid beat the fucking piss out of them. No, I think... Shoto's relationship with characters other than Midoriya, I can't actually remember what his interactions with those characters are like. I think he's the only... I think Midoriya is one of the only... I'm probably wrong. It might have changed since then because I'm not cut up on the manga. But per my memory, I'm pretty sure that Midoriya is his only friend. I could be wrong. He and Bakugo have an amusing bonding thing. Right, I, I remember. remember that. I remember in the in the like uh in the well, so you failed your fucking license exam. Yeah. yeah, okay. All right, all right. Bye. In which he cool. plays a very fun straight man. <laughs> they just can't fucking get along. <laughs> they can't do it. I just ask if anyone's bullied him. Because he's just watching this violence that he could end at any moment being flicked on his classmates. I suppose like, what do I do? <laughs> well, I suppose I could ineffectually, you know, just, I could do some ice, maybe. maybe I, Not too maybe, much ice, like enough ice would... Maybe a little bit of ice. Enough ice would like change the situation. Poquito ice. <laughs> Pequeño ice. <laughs> And then, it, it, I'm just saying, the fight feels like it ends when he's tired of it. You know who didn't look as good in this as they should have was uh, was was my bird boy, the edge burb. Yeah, he should have fucking weird. had her. The second they did the, we have Kay Kakudu into the cavern. That's all dark thing. That should have been it. it, it that should have been, been it. it. Like, it was insulting that it was not it. The movie's too long anyway. If he had just waxed Medusa at that point, it would have been a cool moment. Mm -hmm. But so it goes. There's not a lot to this movie. Other than, from our closing point, and all the way into spoiler time if you're going to watch this mother for reasons that are 
kind of beyond me after this review, to be honest. Well, the final fight is definitely well animated. It is definitely well animated. There I, is a bit I, of pure nonsense where he passes on one for all to Bakugo. And then they look like second. fucking Gogeta for a second. And I, I just... You saw me. You saw yeah. my reaction. I was like, no, this is fucking stupid. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, the, like, the movie the just hair. completely lost me at that point. It is unfortunately the point where the movie collapses in on its own weight. I couldn't do it after that. I'm sorry, guys. If you liked it, I'm I'm glad for you. I don't think you're. If you here's the thing. If this is one of those things where I didn't hate it so much that if you liked it, then fuck you. But I did not enjoy it. And if you liked it, then I am happy for you, because you found something in this that I just couldn't. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy your you know room temperature water going forward. <laughs> May it bring you all the joy in the world. For now, this is Weeaboo Hell. This is Weeaboo Hell. And I guess I don't want the new president to drown and come. I want him to give me my fucking money. <laughs> yeah, where's my fucking money, buddy? Where's my money, Joe? <laughs>